And a warm-hearted good morning. Welcome to our Brandpunt Studios where we tackle contentious and relevant issues that affects our Christian lives on a daily basis. The topic for discussion this morning, a simple question. Does Satan have power to control the weather or is it all controlled by God? The writers of the Bible claimed that God also known as Yahweh, personally control all aspects of the weather. We're talking about rain, wind, clouds, hail, snow, ice, cold weather, storm, sunshine, drought, thunder, lightning, even precisely where it strikes, according to Job 36 and verse 2. And to add to the list, earthquakes and everything down to the growth of the grass. They consider the thunder to be the voice of Yahweh coming from his mouth. Psalms 18, Psalms 29, lightning belongs to God. It was his, according to Job 37 and Psalms 97. Yahweh has storehouses up in the sky, in heaven, where he kept water, wind, snow, and hail until he wanted to send them, according to Psalms 135, Deuteronomy 28, and Jeremiah 10. Well, God personally created rainbows to remind himself not to, to drown all humans and other animals anymore. According to Genesis 9, 14 to 16, biblical authors also believe that bad weather occurred because of sin, but that if a good man would pray, God would listen from heaven and send good weather. According to Deuteronomy 11, 1 Kings 18 and 2 Chronicles 6. Because some individuals do notice that natural disasters causes terrible suffering for millions and millions of people, regardless of religion or lack of religion, some modern believers will occasionally attribute natural disasters to Satan's character in an attempt to shift blame from their God concept. However, the writers of the Bible did not believe in such a thing. Even in the book of Job, although the accuser, Satan, one of the sons of Elohim, who was free to access the heavenly courts, asked to bring harm to Job as a test, it is ultimately Elohim, Yahweh himself, who controls the weather for good or for ill. That's according to the Bible. The Bible says that God will reign upon the just and the unjust. People could be praying for storms to pass by in one area, yet others would be praying also in those areas that are hard hit. God can let bad weather hit one area, yet keep it from hitting another area. For example, the storms we had in KwaZulu-Natal recently. The increasing number of natural disasters and terrible storms have many people wondering, who controls the weather? Is it God or is it his creation? Satan. Some point to the descriptions of Satan as the prince of the power of the air. Ephesians 2 and verse 2, the God of this world in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4, as evidence for Satan having control over the weather. Well, Brunpant investigates this notion. Don't stray or go away, as we'll be back with our respondents right after this. Well, as promised, we're back in the program called Brunpant. Speaking to Liesl Rudolph. Liesl, good morning to you. Welcome to Brunpant. Just in a nutshell, your background, bio, what do you do for a living, and how would you introduce yourself to our listeners this morning, please? 
Hello, Vaynan. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Yes, I'm a geographer by trade. I've got my doctoral in geography, and I'm currently based at the University of the Free States, but I'm, I'm a, a specialist in geomorphology, and what that is, is um, we look at climate processes and their long-term influence on the landscape and landform change. So um, the topic today is very near to my heart, as I'm, I'm, I am very passionate about understanding how change occur across space, across the Earth's surface over time, and how that influences our daily lives. Liesl, bless your heart. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Can I start by asking you, let's agree, Noah's flood, probably the worst known flood to ever hit mankind, to hit this world. In your understanding, was it just a glitch in the weather patterns? Was it just global warming? To what do we attribute that? What would you say? What is your understanding of Noah's flood? I like that you say it's it's probably the worst known flood. Look, what we understand about the world is what we have seen or experienced ourselves or the evidence that we could see in nature that remains today. And according to what we see and understand, the flood during Noah's time was was devastating to the Earth's population. Whether or not there were natural processes involved, obviously it had to rain. And these are laws that God put in place before or when he designed Earth, when he created Earth. Um, whether or not he manipulated those laws to bring the flood at that time, at that moment, we might never know. But what I am absolutely convinced of is that God has the power to interject into the natural laws and processes that he has designed. And these can occur according to his purpose, um, for his purpose. But he also sometimes may step back and, um, as you've said rightly so, um, in Job's time, allow the devil maybe to to manipulate these what the extent of his power is i'm not sure if we could say all right liesel so you're outspoken christian not ashamed to say that uh, you're a christian what does in your understanding have the bible have to say about weather some people call it mother nature earth in itself and and who controls it in your understanding Yeah, deep inside my heart, I can say there's a lot of faith here. But as a scientist, I am also aware that there are laws put in place, principles and rules. And we know that God, God's kingdom functions with very specific principles and rules and laws. And I believe that those laws are also present in nature or in earth or in climate systems, whatever you would like to refer to it as. But I do believe that God has designed those laws and rules and he has put them in place in nature for us to function. Um, he, he says in, in the Bible says in the creation accounts that he specifically gave us a sun and a moon to help us count days and seasons and years. And so I do believe that nature functions with those laws. But like I said, God, just as he had the power to create those laws, he has the power to bend those laws and interject. Although I don't believe he does that routinely. I think um, in, in times also where the kings of the Old Testament prayed for God to help them win a battle, he would stop the sun. Now, that's not something he would do just summer, um, as the Afrikaans man would say, but it's something he can do. And yeah. so we need to be very mindful that there are natural laws and processes that, that control our weather systems on a daily basis and seasonal basis and within a thousand years. But they are but they are subject to God's will at all times. And whether or not he allows his natural laws to run uh, the course of time and whether he chooses to interject that that is very that is open to interpretation, I, I think.
based on what the effects of that interjection or that change in the natural process would be. Liesl, we need to say to one another, this world as we know it, this generation has seen some terrible natural disasters. I say natural disasters, and I'm talking about just thinking back on the tsunami that hit Japan a couple of years ago, Phuket and those places. How are we as believers to interpret the weather? Just thinking back on what had recently happened in KZN, what would you say to believers this morning? I would like to talk to believers from scientific perspective. I, I, as I'm, I'm sure you've heard now, um, my faith is, is wholly in, in the Lord that he controls these processes. But from a geographical perspective, we need to also be mindful that our perception of natural disasters and the effect they have on our lives today are heavily influenced by the changes in human population We're also. The one big thing is that 400 years ago, for example, we might have had similar earthquakes or tsunamis, but the population numbers were lower. Communication was completely different, and we might those events might not have either been recorded or had the same influence on death tolls as we see today. So that is one big factor that we need to keep in mind is People are living in places where they have not lived 300 years ago, for example. And so a tsunami that might have not had any death toll, uh, a low death toll 300 years ago, definitely had had a huge influence on population numbers today. So that is the one big factor. The second one, and I want to to briefly touch on prophecies of the end times um, and, and some comments that Jesus made on on how the end times would come, signs would come as birth pains to um, a woman. And um, I, I strongly believe that those signs that we see in the weather could be reflected in what we see today, that the, the extreme events are becoming more extreme and they are becoming more frequent. And they might, um, that might increase as we approach the coming of Jesus. Now, whether that coming is this year or in five years' time or in 100 years' time, we can't know. But like I mentioned, the natural laws have been put in place. Tsunamis happen for a very explainable reason. But why those events are set off so short upon one another and why the effects are so extreme, we should not be surprised by that because Jesus warned us that such events will right. occur. So what would you then say to people as a Christian, as a scientist, who lays the blame for natural disasters, extreme weather, uh, at the door of Satan, referencing the book of, of Job and saying, listen, uh, this can't be a loving God. This can't be your loving God. It must be Satan. What, what would you say to those people? I would say they might maybe give too much credit to Satan, to be honest. Satan is still subject to God. He is still, he, he roams within limits. And um, I don't believe ever that God, from his loving heart, will cause hurt and suffering through natural disasters to people. But I do believe that he allows those to occur and that Satan might use those events as a tool to turn people's hearts away from him. In my, I know that God is more interested in our hearts and our relationship with him than he is in our mortal lives. And Satan uses these events to shift blame 
and to shift doubts on God's loving character. Instead of saying, God, you have given us life on this earth. You have the right to take it away when and how you please, but I will choose to serve you either way. And so the conversation shouldn't be about who is responsible for these natural disasters, but how do we respond as Christians? Do we reach out to our neighbor? Do we share support to those who have lost their homes in floods? Do we love our neighbor who, who, who sits without a, a home or without food? Or are we, are we spending more time to try and determine what is the cause of this? And I think that is what Jesus called us to do, is to love our neighbor, to support them. And perhaps the questions we are concerned with is not the questions that are important to God at this stage. Liesl, in your understanding, does the Bible have anything to say? Some people say, well, it's God. Some people say it is Satan. And then there are the the camp that says, well, it's global warming. It's global warming, the extreme weather patterns. In your understanding, in your knowledge, does the Bible have anything to say about global warming, extreme weather patterns in the last days? I know you made mentions of Christ's return, but what would you say to people? Yeah, absolutely. I would say... As Christians, we shouldn't be surprised that the climate would change and that the weather patterns would change. And I think from a scientific perspective, scientists that do not have the background of the Bible, that aren't believers, that might not have the context that through God's divine plan that the climate might change, they are just seeing the effects that the climate's are, that the climate is changing and attributing these changes to various causes. Now, whether those causes were orchestrated by God or whether it was merely that He knew that the, the humans would have this influence on the earth and that He He foretold that this is the signs that we will see from our effects on the planet that we would cause um, rapid changes in the climate. And this is not just earth warming. Um, this is r- changes in rainfall patterns, changes in the in the extremities and the duration of droughts, um, that we would see this because of the effect that we have on the planet. The, the perspective from a Christian and the perspective from the scientist does not change whether or not these events are happening. So scientists are attributing these extreme events to climate change. But I think as Christians, we can accept the fact that Climate change is just a description of what, what we are seeing, of the laws and the, the change that God has warned us about and how the earth system will be used as a tool to give us signs that times are changing. Lisa, as a last question, no doubt with regards to South Africa, we have seen our fair share of, of calamity. We have seen our fair share of droughts. Uh, Cape Town at one stage almost running out of water, uh, floods, locusts. What would you say? Some people are saying the hand of the Lord is resting heavily on South Africa through the weather. Others say, no, 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 it's just normal occurrence. And then there's the camp that says, well, it's the last days. The the return of Christ is imminent. Would you say it's just the weather acting out the laws as you describe them in the weather? In closing, what would your thoughts be? I would say it's all three of those factors. And it's a chicken and the egg egg situation here. We have laws of nature that says Cape Town receives a set amount of rainfall every year, but we have changes in the population, changes in demand to that water, and perhaps 
the management of the water has not been maintained with the demand of the water. And so the lack of water or the water shortage could be attributed to that and could be attributed to normal climate processes. So that could be argued, yes. But in the same breath, the fact that that these locusts, for example, and flooding in, in KwaZulu-Natal occur all within one year, um, and you've got extreme events in one season, a seasonal cycle, could be, might not be through a human influence, but um, like you say, changes in climate. And this can also have a very clinical scientific explanation. But behind all of these factors and behind all of the science, we are subject to God's will and we are subject to his time and the laws of his kingdom. And sin and decay and entropy are not only, does not only show its effects on humans in their individual lives. Um, I do believe that though the, the effect of sin over thousands of years in the world can be seen in more than just human lives. And perhaps we are starting to see that in the climate. And this sounds extremely abstract and extremely spiritual, but I do believe that the, the physical and the spiritual is tied together. And um, we might not be able to, to understand all of that with our human minds. So, yeah, as I say, as a scientist, we could have explanations for all of this. But whether we would really understand why or how all of this is happening at once, I don't think we would be able to explain it if we do not put God into the picture. With that, a sincere thanks to our respondent, Liesl Rudolph, this morning, sharing her heart and her talent on the topic of does Satan have the power to control the weather or is it all attributed to God? Liesl, thank you so much for chatting to us here at Brandpunt this morning. Thank you. Well, we also approached the well-known Professor Dion Foster from Stellenbosch down in the Western Cape. Dion, just in a nutshell, your background bio for those who have not met you in person, please, and welcome. Thanks, Raylan. Lovely to be on with you today. Yes, I'm Dion Foster. I'm a professor of systematic theology and ethics here at the University of Stellenbosch and uh, a great, great friend of uh, Radio Pulpit. Dion, thank you so much for making the time to speak to us. A simple question that I have for you. This world, this generation has certainly seen some terrible natural disasters. Some say everything is attributed to God. Some say, no, if we look at the book of Job, Satan is also to blame for some of the weather that we see. And then a third grouping that says, well, it's global warming. It's just natural. It's the laws of nature. How do you understand scripture? How do you see the word of God when it comes to the weather as we see it, not just in South Africa, but all over the, all over the world at the moment? So, Vainant, let me just say, I would be cautious to give the devil that much power. Um, that, that would not be my theological position. I think certainly God is powerful enough to command, uh, you know, the, the elements and uh, the winds and the storms and all of these things. But I personally wouldn't think that the devil is, is, is that uh, powerful. Now, let me just say, this is not the first time this issue has been raised, uh, certainly even, you know, not in, in the Christian faith. You might remember in John chapter 9, uh, around the issue of health and healing. Um, you know, the, the disciples bring a man to Jesus and they say, so 
So you know, this man is 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 unwell. He's 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 crippled. Who was it that sinned? You know, is is this a, a, his own fault? Does it come from the devil? And of course, Jesus responds then says, "No, you know, this is this is neither of those particular things uh, that's happening. You know, this is is something which uh, God is using to to display His greatness." So let me just say one thing about this. I think, you know, Vainant, the reality is all of us try to make sense of what's happening in our world um, by, by you know, if, if something happens, if we're in a car accident, if we get sick, we try to figure out, well, exactly where does this come from and how do I make sure that I come out of it okay on the other side and it doesn't happen again. And I think people who are turning to the devil or to evil spirits to explain this. That's their worldview. They've adopted this view that, you know, somehow the devil is powerful enough to do these things. Now, I have no doubt that there are some very reasonable explanations, explanations that Jesus would say amen to, which come to us from science. You know, uh, the fact that, that we are treating the planet in the way in which we are, the fact that we are uh, not caring for the environment in the way that we we should, that is going to lead to some changes in the climate, and we're going to have to face the consequences of our sin. So I think, you know, this is, this is an element of our own sin coming to, to visit us. But uh, I wouldn't say that, you know, we have no responsibility. God is not involved. This is the work of the devil. I, I think that's giving the devil far too much credit. Dion, with regards to South Africa, we have certainly seen our fair share of calamity in our own country as well. Droughts, uh, the recent floods in KwaZulu-Natal, uh, Cape Town almost running out of water, uh, the locusts to name but just a few. There are people that says, well, the, the hand of the Lord is resting heavily on South, on South Africa. What would you attribute to just a glitch in the weather, uh, normal last days happening where Jesus said earthquakes, uh, the, the, the weather and so on and so forth? Or what would you attribute it to? Just normal occurrences? Look, I, I mean, you know, in, in um, my sort of understanding of the scriptures and the way in which God works, uh, you know, from God's perspective, everything is normal. There's nothing abnormal. You know, God is powerful enough to to direct all of creation in whatever way God chooses to direct it. But but I I am cautious to say that um, that God would would want to, particularly the God that I read about in the New Testament, would want to to injure God's people to harm them. Um, you know, how I understand God in Christ, you know, God would want the opposite. God would want us to be safe and well, uh, to deal responsibly with one another, with the resources that we have in our care. So so I would be cautious to say that this is the hand of God, you know. However, Vainant, let me just say this. I think we do need to take heed of the fact that we are living in ways that are not good. They're not good for our human societies. They're not good for the planet. And we do know that the wages of sin is death, you know, that, that the ways in which we live with one another, the ways in which we live with this planet that God loves, um, that's sinful, and there are consequences to our sin. So my sense would be that, you know, the best way to deal with sin is to repent of it, you know, to, to use less petrol, to use our resources more carefully, to live more generously, you know, not only with other human beings, but also to care for, for non-human creation, for plants, for animals, because I think that would honor God. So whether it's the judgment of God or not, I would be cautious to assume that. But I can say if we can see that there is sin in our life, let's repent and live differently.
So in closing, your message then to Christian listeners this morning with the extreme weather patterns, certainly that we have seen these last couple of years and uh, also all over the, the, the world. Would you say the return of Christ imminent at, at, at the door, so to speak? Somebody said the other day, we're not living in the last days, we're living in the last minutes. What would your message be? Yeah, Vainant, I mean, I would take Jesus' own words, which is to say we do not know the time or the hour, you know. Not even the Son knows that, only the Father. So, so I, I, I tend to try and sort of sit with Jesus on that one. I'm not going to predict uh, when the Lord will return. But I do want to say when the Lord returns, I want to be ready. And I want to be found faithful. I want to be found Christ-like and God-honoring. And I want that to be in the whole of my life, in every way in which I live. How I treat my wife, my children my neighbors, the environment in which I live. When Jesus returns, I want to be able to say, Lord, I honored you with everything that I have and in all that I do. Definitely food for thought, Professor Dion Foster, all the way from Stellenbosch down in the Western Cape. Bless your heart, sir. And as always, thank you for your input to our programs. Thanks very much, Maynard. God bless you.